It's my Michelle Live Sports Time Out. This week, we're going to take on the news of the week. We will unspin some of the weird stuff. And always, we get to the God story. If there's a God out there, what's he doing in all of this? And how does it relate? How do you relate God and sports? Oh, it's so easy. Sports is an analogy for life. So a lot of the crazy and interesting and fun and inspiring stories in sports, the games, all of it. In it somewhere, you can find ways to give glory, honor, and praise to God and find ways that the God story is relevant in your life. Let me introduce you to my team. Today, we have with us Garrick Payne. He's a pastor. He's a coach. He's a chaplain. He's all around cool guy, Garrick Payne. This is the My Michelle Live podcast. Okay, I don't know what happened to all of our sound bites. We're glad it's not someone else's. I, I don't need a sound bite. <laughs> yeah, you don't need it. You don't even need an introduction. <laughs> Tell you what, because we're going live right now, everyone's watching. <laughs> they know that things happen behind the scenes. This is the real deal. But we're going to pretend for the sake of broadcasting that we just started. Because when we edit it up and we repost it, it's going to sound like we really know what we're doing. So that's really cool. Which that's is good. really crazy because we have a new guy with us today. And we'll introduce Sam in a moment. And Sam said, oh, yeah, I watched your podcast before. So he thinks he has an idea of what's going to happen. He has no idea what happens behind the scenes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start in three, two, one. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, my, my Michelle Live. My Michelle Live. Sports timeout. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle. I am Michelle Mendoza, and this is My Michelle Live, where we are going to take on sports, the sports stories of the week, all of the fun and the fanfare, but we also unspin some of the weird news. And we look for the God story. If there's a God, what is he doing in all of this? And how does God relate to sports? That's pretty easy. Sports is an analogy for life. So all of the inspiration, all of the great stories in there somewhere. We can find ways to give honor and glory to Christ and find ways that the God story works in your life. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. He is a pastor. He is a coach. He is a chaplain. He's all around cool guy. Garrick Ping. Get ready to get We're going to get pinged today. Absolutely. We have with us Brent R. Baker. Author, photographer Brent R. Baker. That's the song his wife sings to him every single night. You know it. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. She doesn't? He said, I you said know you, it. I, no, I said oh, you, you know, know it. it. Okay, okay. I was just saying, come on. I'm just saying. And then we have with us the new guy, the rookie on the team, Sam Fernandez. Welcome. Where's your sound bite, Sam? Oh, I don't have a sign about I'm oh, sorry. I, I haven't come up with that. I'm, I'm a rookie. Yeah. Okay, so I have to yeah. ask you, Sam, right off the walk-up music. I have to ask you, if you had a walk-on song, Ooh, what would it be? Well, it would probably be Headstrong by Trapped. That'd be my... All right, we'll have to um, look that one up. We'll have to look that one Tell up. Tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself. I'm 
33 years old. I have a wife and four kids. I'm from Florence, Montana. And, yeah. Shout that, out to and my that's Montana why, peeps. Again, <laughs> and that's why he has a Midwest taste in some of his teams, which we're all, all okay with. See, with the Packers, is you can choose from when you're from Montana, any team. We do have a lot of Seahawks, Broncos, Packers, and Steelers. Got to be the top four. Diversity is yeah. a thing there. And you see, we can learn something from that. They can all get along. I'm just saying. So there you go with your walk-on song. I love it. I love it, Sam. Welcome to the team. Now, Sam, you have played semi-pro ball, right? Oh, no. Yes, I have. Played five years of semi-pro football in the Rocky Mountain Football League and the Evergreen Washington Football League. Actually, we spent a year in. We were the only team from Montana in the Washington Football League. Way to go. But, what position? Yeah. I played quarterback and a little bit of receiver one of my years, my first year in the league. Um, Gosh, I wish I, I would have put money on that. I was going to say quarterback. I just thought quarterback, you your quarterback material. All right. Thank you. I want to welcome you to the team today. This is your first time as a rookie on My Michelle Live Sports Timeout, and we're so freaking glad to have you today. Guys, I'm excited because one of my favorite sports to watch is hockey. When you watch it live. I swear to you, watching it on television, I can take it or leave it, and it's the same as any other sports. I love sports, but watching hockey live, is it's like, ugh, it's awesome. And in my town, second year, second season for our Seattle Kraken, so it's been a lot of fun to watch. They had a nearly abysmal year last year. But it was really fun to watch this year in preseason. They are undefeated. Two, the first two games were like 3 nothing. It was super fun to watch. You guys, are you excited for hockey or is it just me? Am I going to be talking to myself today? I have not, like you, experienced much live hockey. And so maybe that's what needs to happen. Michelle has to invite me to a cracking game. Oh, and I see. That's how it goes. Yeah. Because I literally, I have recorded all the games and I will watch them. And I enjoy it because it's kind of like indoor soccer. But just, I I haven't quite gotten the bug yet. So I don't think you should ever tell a hockey player that it's like indoor soccer. Indoor yeah, soccer. I was going well, to say, they fight boards in places in Canada. <laughs> yeah. you, I wouldn't I know, even right? try to go up to the Great White North anytime <laughs> near soon until this cools down. And I don't know how long that's going to be. But all right. So for those of you who are new to hockey... Interestingly enough, guys, we do have a lot of women who watch because this is one of the few, if any, sports shows where a woman's actually doing more than just standing there being cute and letting guys talk. So, you know, women are like, yeah, I like that. And women do come. You, you do that as well, though, Michelle. What? At times you do that. No, that's your job. That is your job. That's what we hired you for. Do you need a regular cute guy to be your stand-in? That's why we brought you on, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, women do watch sports and sometimes come about it from a different angle. We encompass who we are as we watch the sport. And I'm not just talking about, oh, look how cute that guy. No, I'm not talking about that. It's the way, sometimes the way we look at sports. So hockey, I found when I've talked to women who go to the games and sit near me, they enjoy it because they think, they have said to me, it has all of the entertainment value of watching figure skating, which I hate figure skating. 
but of all the beauty of figure skating and the ice and the and the whatever they see in it and yet it's got all the sports and it's also got all the excitement of a boxing match it's just there's just a lot going on and there's so much to take in that there is no way the camera can take all of the nuances that are happening the sights the smells the cold air coming off it is glorious live just in seattle if you go there are no lattes we are the central district in the country for like starbucks for lattes and yet you cannot and starbucks is a major sponsor and yet you can't get one in the stadium so i've talked enough i want to hear from you guys there are some things going on in the hockey world three nhl stars announced their retirement tuesday keith yandel from the panthers chara from boston and new jersey devils pk subin all three said they're gone they've had more than 10 years in it's uh interesting beyond hockey that sometimes it's out with the old in with the new do you ever find it hard in major league sports when some of those old time favorites the guys that you've been watching for a decade are gone and now you have to just fall in love with new players so to speak it's still hard every day today brett Favre retired still (laughs) my mind i have to wipe away a tear now (laughs) <laughs> uh, it is. I was actually, I uh, my, may have shed a tear in 2008 when Brett Favre, the first time, retired. After the next three times, it was like, okay, dude, just get it over with. <laughs> but the first time that he retired, that was hard. And embracing Aaron Rodgers the first season was slow. But now, obviously, can't complain there at all. But yeah, that was a very difficult, that was the first, like, player that I liked as a kid was Brett Favre back in the early 90s. He was the three-time MVP and was the quarterback of the Packers until I was 20 years old. I was 15 plus years of idolizing Brett Favre and seeing him going. It was a very hard day. Yeah, it is. It's a weird thing. And then you have to welcome someone new and it's like starting a new relationship. It just really is. Go ahead, Brent. I think for me, when a guy retires and you can tell it's time, I usually don't have much of a problem with that. It's it can be sentimental and a lot of times on the same team, you've got other younger guys that are already coming up and can establish themselves. I think the one that impacted me the most that way, we were living in Michigan when this happened, but when yeah. Barry Sanders retired, oh yeah, Barry Sanders retired from the Detroit Lions, he was still at the top of his game and one of the most unique and running backs and best running backs ever to play the game. And I think that if you were with a, franchise that weren't perpetually in the toilet toilet bowl as far as how they manage and build their teams i think he would have played longer um and it's taken years for him to restore his relationship with the organization but yeah when he left he was irreplaceable as a player and he was still at the peak of what he was capable of doing and those are the ones that are hard for me could you imagine if he went to the Cowboys, though? Like, how much would have you guys hated him then? Yeah. <laughs> I know, you can relate to that, <laughs> Russell yeah. Wilson. It, it is, it, I do think it is worse when a star player that's on your team goes goes yeah. in place for someone else. So Yeah, like for the Patriots, <laughs> for the Patriots fans <laughs> and, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Tom it's, Brady it's, can retire, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> totally real. That's difficult. And those are some of the star players. Sometimes there's players like, uh, maybe you can relate to this, Garrick, as a soccer fan. I'll use the our Seattle Sounders, who are our favorite football team. Because some of us, I know you watch from all over the world and all over the U.S., but a lot of us are centered in Seattle. So if we have a little bit of a favoritism, forgive us. It's inbred. There's nothing we can do. It's in the water. But Chad Evans retired. And a lot of people are saying who a a couple of years ago. And that was huge for me, not because he was this big star, wasn't like a Dempsey or someone, but because he was such a key player that maybe he played his position so well, you didn't necessarily think about it, what it does to bring continuity to the team. Sometimes you have to readjust and refine your team after sometimes these players, whether they're the big stars or the smaller stars, so to speak, leave and retire. More stories coming out of hockey. Kind of interesting. U.S. and Canada are calling their players who are playing in Russia in in their Continental Hockey League to leave the country. You just got to get out because get this, anyone holding a Russian passport could be subject to call up for mandatory military service. Dudes, can you imagine being there playing football, Sam, or soccer, or whatever it is, and you're there, you're playing, and then they're saying, yeah, you you get to be in the Russian army, military yeah. now. Congratulations. Right. You're a citizen of the Buzz cut, the let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I, in a way, it's like the Sounders played they played this last weekend and they were missing a bunch of players because they got called up for national team duty. So in a way it's like national team duty in, in a yeah. sense, you'll be gone for more than a game or two. It um, is, but it isn't. It's, it is. I don't know. I find it in, in essence it is, but I find it, that's just crazy. If you're, you're, if you're a foreign national, like, like you're an American citizen with a Russian passport in Russia, they See, could constrict, conscript you into and the that's Russian how Army. it's different and that's how it's yeah. different that's what it would appear it, if you're a national team and you're playing for your nation but you're contracted to play in the u.s but you're from columbia okay i can understand that a little bit but if you're an american and you just hold a passport and you're it's like being shanghai that is absolutely so- crazy so what happens if you're like an American woman in prison there on drug charges? <laughs> are they conscri- are they conscripting prisoners? That's a good use of resources, and I'm not gonna you know, because after all, they are they are communists over there, and isn't that really I just isn't that really what Miss Brittany was all over? We suck as the United States. Look how awesome places like Russia are. Sometimes encountering reality can give you a fresh perspective Uh, yeah it can it really can i don't want to i know that was a horrible ordeal so don't let me yeah i don't want to wish that on anyone but still maybe there's some lessons to be learned all right guys let's move over to football there there may be some highlights that you want to bring out from some of your favorite games i totally want to hear about that so get that in mind in the meantime the Bengals played the dolphins and there was a pretty scary injury brent did you see this yeah it this is about much more than just last night and um it's really difficult to watch 
like replays from Sunday's game with Miami's game on Sunday with, forgive me if I don't get their last name pronounced right, Tua Tagliavoa. We'll just call him Tua here. He was injured in Sunday's game, and when he got up, it really appeared watching the camera as though he had, he'd been concussed. He was wobbly on his legs. His teammates had to help him off the field. And he and the team said later, no, it was his back and it was his ankle. And ah, man, I wasn't, I really wasn't buying it. And I know they've got the concussion protocols in the NFL. Something just doesn't seem right here. Hmm. And then to turn him around and play again on Thursday. And then the hit he took last night. And this time they did rule that he had a concussion. He was briefly hospitalized. And again, I'm, they released him and he went home on the plane with the team. And I'm just like, all the talk that there's been about safety in the NFL, it just feels and looks wrong the way they handled the Tua injury situation. And I hope that we get some more some more truth about what actually has happened here and plug the dikes because that's you can if you get a second concussion in five days after a first, that can kill you. That's very serious. Well, so yeah. I watching this was scary. I, I was disappointed. Dell sent his apologies. He can't be with us today, but he covers the Bengals. He's at every game and credentialed with the Bengals. So he'll give us maybe some insight next week if he can squeeze us in. But there, there are some confusing things about that. Was he injured? Was it uh theatrics what did he used to play soccer was sorry are they just i know it's weird and you can be prepared every time we say something that hurts garrick's feelings on the show he drops to the floor he rolls around calls for a red card it's terrible no I, 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 <laughs> No, I'm wondering, is, is was it theatrics or was it just bad protocol, Sam? It looks to be more like bad protocol, I would say. They are supposed to have an independent neurologist and doctors who make that call. But for him to be stumbling around the way he was after the first hit last Sunday, to turn around, to come back into that game and then play on a short week's rest on the Thursday night game, doesn't seem right. I know they were talking about it on the Colin Cowherd show earlier today that if a player looks like they're stumbling around, they should just be done for eight days, you know, automatic concussion protocol. But as a player, you don't want to do that and you won't do that. You will not protect yourself. As a 20-year-old player, you're going to want back in the game. You're going to want to be around your teammates. You're going to want to play now. And that 50-year-old, I think is what they said, 50-year-old Tua will look back and say, thank you for pulling me out of that game. <laughs> I know that I had a couple of concussions, especially when I was playing semi-pro, and I never removed myself from any of those games, and I ended up really wishing that I had <laughs> removed myself from those games. We didn't have – we had a team trainer, but not a professional medical doctor on the sideline to, to help with those type of situations who can say, hey, we're taking your helmet and uh, you're going to rest because if they don't get that, no player is going to take themselves out. Yeah, so. it's and by its nature, you, if you've been concussed, you're not thinking straight. So even if you're not 23 years old and full mm. of testosterone, your brain's been scrambled, and you cannot be trusted to make the right decision there. 
It's just yeah. because of the nature of the injury itself. And yet, here on the other side, I wanted to talk about sometimes we go overboard in protection. We have a, a Aaron Rodgers who was talking about how he does not like the college football's targeting rules. And I've got to agree with him 100%. There's yep. nothing more frustrating than watching a game. And it's arbitrary. It's It has no consistency. I get the idea behind it. But all someone has to do is lower themselves a little bit. And yeah. that's not the guy who's tackling them's fault. And yet, boom, you're done. You're out of the game. Cops are still on the sideline ready to escort you off what the heck right it should be if that if a player if, it, if they're going to call it like the way they do with that targeting then it should be an offensive penalty as well that if a if an offensive player lowers their head then Thank they should you. be then they should be automatically out if they're going to call it one way you got to call it both ways and it is so unfair especially on those pass plays over the middle where the receiver catches it and they lower their head and the defender has already started his tackling movement what do you want him to do just take the tackle to his knees or with that helmet to his knees. So they've got to balance that out in one way or another where it's more of a reviewable thing or something where it's not ending that game for that player and the next game, depending on if it's the first half or second half, where you are changing the trajectory of that player's season by one, one, one play. So. Well put, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Fernandez, the rookie, <laughs> hits it out of the ballpark. <laughs> Love it. Thank you very much. I think that was absolutely, you have to have some balance there because in every sport, we, we've, all of us who have played sports, if there's a rule, there's a way to exploit that rule, right? Yeah. Any other highlights from football that you guys want to bring up? College, pro, whatever it may be, something that you've noticed this week that you think we should be talking about. With our local Northwest flavor here, three of us from the Northwest, University of Washington and Washington State University were both started their seasons 3-0. and Oh, did you uh, see how the Cougars cooged it? Oh, my gosh. Did anybody ever wanted to know what cooging it looked like? That game against Oregon on Saturday was the definition. That was disappointing. It was tough to see. I like it when both teams are good. And I, I liked what Washington State showed when they went out to Big Ten country and beat Wisconsin. And Okay, is um, Coogan, is this man. phrase Coogan it just a Northwest thing? Have you it heard must of that, be, Sam? No, okay, I have Sam. not. All right, there's not. a couple I'm of. I'm guessing it's a bad it's, thing. It's, Did it's, they almost lose the game because they fumbled? It? I'm guessing it's some sort of. No, what it is is blowing, blowing lead. Yeah, it's yeah. getting defeat from the jaws of victory. Oh. You just have you have this great lead, and then all of a sudden it all falls apart. Right. So yeah, that's a Northwest term because it's happened a lot with the uh, Washington well, Cougars. It's dubbed by the university by UW. So right. the University of Washington Huskies and Washington State Cougars have a huge rivalry. Of course. Um, yeah. And unfortunately for those who are Cougar fans, and be careful, Michelle, about alienating our Cougars out there in, in listener uh, land. I'm, they um, know it too. <laughs> they were as, just as disappointed. Yeah, I know. They I know. were so the ones I, who were I saying actually, we cooged it. Actually, All the love in the was, world to, to you guys, but I got to say, yeah, that was so heartbreaking and disappointing. I'm going to ask. I actually it, was introduced to that term by, by Cougar alumni back in the 80s. So it's been <laughs> around a long time, and it's part of their own their own million yeah. there <laughs> what would it be called 
when uh, the Washington Huskies lose to a FCS team last year, would that be called husking it away? <laughs> I think that's not. I think the term there is not used on a family sports program. Oh, okay. I mean, just shout out to my Grizzlies for taking down the Cougs last year. I mean, for the Huskies Ouch. last year. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Do you know there's. There are some funny things about sports. We create our own sports culture. And something I also didn't know since I travel around the country a lot and I'm at different sporting events, that we have a, another term that is associated with sports called pre-funking. Have you heard of pre-funking? No. Okay, so That's new. pre-funking is a Northwest or Seattle term for what you do before the game. Now, some people will be tailgating. We don't have, unless it's a college, we don't have a great tailgating kind of community or setup here for our professional sports teams. But pre-funking is getting together. You get together at, at a bar or restaurant or wherever it may be, and you have a pre-function. And so there you go. So, guys, do you know of any other terms that may be local to where you grew up or where you're from that are a sports term mm. all right you I can mean, think about that we have yeah we I don't, we just call it tailgating for that we have ftc which is directed at our neighboring school the bobcats and you can probably put together what that means um, <laughs> also not also, family also friendly, family uh, on a family yeah. friendly <laughs> radio show. All right, um, all right. Yeah, okay. You'll see a lot of FTC. So, if you ever see an FTC shirt that's maroon or something like that, now we know. know. Yeah, now yeah. we know. College playoff expansions looking toward a 12-team format. We don't need to get into that today for the sake of time. I wanted to get into some weird news that is out there. Brent, you brought this to our attention. Coach body slammed a guy at a high school football game in Anaheim. Tell us about that, and I'll see if I can pull up the video. It's. I've been following some of the stuff that's been happening in Southern California this year, and it's like we've talked in previous weeks about how like society itself is going off the rails and you're seeing it in sports but this one i'm trying to figure out how i feel about it so there was apparently a student but somebody ran onto the field during the game in anaheim carrying a flag that whatever it had on it in the video i saw was blurred out so it apparently was not a family friendly flag it wasn't it had a lot of profanity in it so you can see the video yeah. here so the he's running on the coach is pursuing him is from the visiting team and he grabs the guy <laughs> picks him up and body slams him <laughs> yeah i'm like that coach looks like he's still in his playing days i was gonna say still got it man. he's still, still got, got it got that, that was crazy second 40 i've had a lot of complaints about flags and signs that really don't belong in sports we support trans kids okay but how is that supporting your team i was in vancouver bc for a game and there were supporters from seattle there and the guys behind me said did they let protesters in or did they break in? They didn't know they were the supporters section. If you can't tell that you're supporting the team, maybe your message is more important. I'm just saying, I don't, I, I, maybe they need to be body slammed. I'm just saying, okay, never mind. There were a couple other I, weird I, stories. I, 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 I will say, I think if you go on to the, if you go onto a field, you are 
at risk of becoming part of the game. And that is what happened to that kid. Okay. Yeah, got it probably won't, it, it probably won't happen. It probably won't happen there again for a while. <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> I mean, school football is a game of momentum. His team was probably gaining momentum, and this fan just was buying time, letting players recover. He needed to keep his team's momentum, so he's really just looking out for this team. And way to go, uh, great team coach. Player. Way to go. <laughs> okay, a couple others for the sake of time. Nebraska punter was forced to issue an apology on Tuesday. He was expressing favorable support of the new prime minister Gloria Maloney in Italy because he said, "Wow, she has family-friendly Christian." Christian type views and so he had he was forced to issue a an apology because apparently you do not get to have your own opinion that to me was weird a biological female volleyball player was banned from a locker room in high school for feeling uncomfortable changing with transgender transgender teammate wow you guys want to weigh in on these bad boys Cause I'm just saying well, what I have Italian family. So my wife is full blooded Italian and her sister lives in just outside of Naples, Italy. So you're Italian and by marriage. We can I tell. I am Italian it by marriage. We can Absolutely. see it looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But n- there's so much apathy in that country around voting because people feel like, you know what, this is just a waste of time. We don't, because the system is rigged and fixed. <laughs> Everybody went out to vote in and people turned out because they are so fed up with the government there. There were billions of dollars given to Italy for the Italian economy and to help them post COVID. And all of it went to green stuff. None of it went to the people. And so the people were just fed up. And this was one of the things that she campaigned on Maloney is on using those funds to help bring energy costs down. Because people are being strangled by the high cost of living, and she is a populist. She's someone who people really support. And, of course, if you listen to any of the the pro-Europe stuff, they're saying that she's a fascist. Which oh, she's, everyone you know, is saying, every news outlet here, is, she has ties to fascism. She's the next Mussolini, and I am not exaggerating. It's, uh, it's so absolutely to have ridiculous. a college player be told you must apologize for liking and saying I like these aspects is absolutely a violation of our First Amendment right to free speech, freedom of association, and it is freaking dangerous. It has no place in sports. It has no place in the United States of America. Where is that coach? Body freaking slam whoever's responsible for that. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's a dangerous thing to almost compel her speech in that way is that she's just sharing an opinion, and even a positive opinion, that she has to redact because it's not a popular view, that is a scary thing to think about, that it's essentially a compelled speech yeah, for her. Yeah, it absolutely is. It is so un-American. Yes, body slam him in Jesus' name. I'm sorry. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, pray for her. There's that God story right there. Anyway. Actually, it was a guy and the puncher, he was a sophomore, and he's from Montana. Yes, indeed. Oh. Okay, so gotcha. Major sorry, League the... Baseball. No, okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Point still is still the same. Major League Baseball has been experimenting with 
pitch clocks throughout the minor leagues, and I'm so excited about this. Uh, according to the, what they're finding, it takes 25 minutes off the game, which is great because that's the biggest complaint. I love the length, most of the length of baseball, but there comes a time where it's, I don't care who wins anymore. I, I just yeah. want to go home. They get to right. be so long. So this is a nice way to speed up the game. Kudos to our underdog team. We're not going to give the underdog report today, but our underdog team of America, the Seattle Mariners, pulled off a 10-9 win in the 11th inning last night. I was so excited. I was watching from the casino where I was watching comedian Rob Snyder, and the whole place just erupted. It was great. Guys, because of time, we want to get to our final shot where we go around the table and we give everyone a chance to shout out something, someone, something they believe in, something they just want to give kudos to. Final shot. We're going to start with Garrick paying us. Get All ready right. to get. <laughs> so my final shot goes to a soccer player. I actually thought about giving it to Prime Minister Maloney of Italy, but I didn't want to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I didn't want to have to redact everything on my social media. But I want to give it to a soccer player from, of course, the Seattle Sounders, who who went through something very similar to myself. Back in, in the end of April, I had hernia surgery and I came back and I'm playing again. Played last night, we had a great come from behind win. The Sounders didn't have a come from behind win on the weekend, unfortunately, but Christian Roldan came back after his hernia surgery earlier than expected. And he's doing really well and he seemed to play be playing okay. Yay. He's just, like my, he gets my Energizer Bunny Award. That no guy kidding. works so hard. And it's sad plays because the national team and he may he, he's missed out on playing for the national team. That's true. That's sad. Yeah. But it's good yeah. to see him back. Brent, I know you've got uh, another appointment, so I want to get to you real quick. Especially since we didn't do our underdog report today, I will give mine to our Seattle Mariners here in the Northwest, who hopefully tonight, but certainly over the weekend, will break their 21-year drought of not having made the playoffs. And even better, our Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez, should be back from the injured list on Monday and be ready for the playoffs and get to treat the rest of the country to him after his little introduction at the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby last July. So Mariners don't know who they'll play, don't know when they'll play, uh, where they'll play. But they will be playing into next weekend, and we'll just see what happens. For a lot of people, they've never seen the Mariners play in the playoffs. And there's people on the East Coast that probably don't even know there's a team in Seattle. So we will. Oh, ouch. That's funny. All right, let's go to the rookie, Sam Fernandez. My final shot is to um, the person I looked up to most growing up as a kid, and that's Dave Dickinson. You guys probably don't know him, but he played for the University of Montana. I think it was 92 through 95. He was a 5'10", 190-pound quarterback and inspired me as a short little kid who wanted to play quarterback. And everybody said, you're too short. But he inspired me to play. He was an amazing player. He ended up going to the CFL and playing for the Calgary Stampeders up there and winning a couple of great cups. And he coaches up there in the CFL, too. And just want to give a shout out to the guy who just inspired me to love the game of football as much as I did. 
I like it. And I want to give my shout out to those players who, however they do it, sometimes, uh, as St. Francis of Assisti said, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Freddie Montero, who scored a tying goal as Seattle took on Cincinnati this weekend, preached the gospel and he did it without words. Puts it in the net and then he pulls up his shirt. He gives puts his hands up, gives glory to God, pulls up his shirt, and it says follower of Christ. He wears it. He wears it to every game. And when he scores, he pulls his shirt up and he doesn't say a word. He's just pulling his shirt just up and underneath is his t-shirt that says follower of Christ. So for those of you preach the gospel, but live it out, score those goals, do the right thing, work hard, bring glory to God in the things that you do, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. I think this is in direct contrast to the Jesus screamers that we have here, and you may have them over there too, that are on these big megaphones and they're yelling out the gospel and someone goes up to talk to them and they're just like, they hand them a track but they're not willing to engage in conversation with them and if that's what you're called to do I'm not here to diss you and I love free speech but this to me is a billion times more powerful so that gets my shout out and so do you guys Thank you for being with us today, and thank you for watching and listening, for your comments, for liking and sharing. Guys, thank you. God bless you, and thank you. God bless you. We'll check check in with you next time. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.